opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious. We'll be friends. Welcome in, everyone. It is so good to be back with all of you tonight. And it's been a, a long couple of months, but I really, the very first announcement I want to pass on is, as it stands right now, Visibilities is back live every Friday night. Uh, it's been a bit of a road to hoe to get there, but we're back, and I am just absolutely delighted to be back with all of you. You know, that's the our intro song, Welcome In, says, we'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. And there are so many of you who have been such great friends to me and Frank and my family while we've well during this difficult time and i just want to thank all of you for all of the great thoughts and prayers and positive reactions positive actions and reactions and just is so much of your concern and it's just been heartwarming and i'm going to get i'm going to get much too thick with it if i go much further so thank you all and Welcome back and welcome in, and let's get this show on the road. I have a couple of announcements beyond that one, and one of, as I say, we're back, and just to show you just how back we are, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about each of the next few weeks' visibilities calls, and Today, tonight, we're doing kind of an open chat and announcements. And if anybody has any announcements that they want to uh, let people know about, you're more than welcome to. We will also have uh, next Friday is, uh, a, ironically, it's going to be on the ACB Organizational and Board of Publications Awards Committees. And one of the recent awards winners is going to be my main guest on it, and that's Janet Dickelman. Uh, Janet received an award last year, but she is also on the awards committee, and she is putting together a group to join us next week from the awards committee and from... Uh, some of the recent awards winners. Many of us that have been around for a long time remember many of the people that our awards are named for are, are in tribute to people like Jim Olson. Jim Nancy Becker is kind of the Jim Olson of yesteryear. Uh, he was he started out, I think, in Council of Citizens with Low Vision <coughs> and uh, was an accountant, and he became uh, treasurer and our CFO for a number of years, and he just did so much with his, in his community as well um, that we're going to talk a lot more about 
uh, many of the recipients of those awards. And some of you may remember some good anecdotes about some of those people. Um, people like Jim, like Derwood McDaniel, George Card. George Card had an awful lot to do with the development of affiliates, uh, state chapters uh, throughout the throughout the country. Um, there was Ned Freeman, um, Hollis Liggett, Penny Robert S. Bray, uh, Vernon Henley. Vernon Henley. That's the one I always I always forget <laughs> Vernon Henley. <laughs> uh, Vernon Hen Vernon Henley. We even have we even have some awards that an award or two that are named after people that are still very active in the organization. And it's nice to learn why we have many of these awards named after them. Uh, one of them, in, the one that immediately comes to mind is, especially for any of you who have never been to a national convention, you have probably never, never encountered the Energizer Bunny of ACB, namely um, Marjorie Beeman. And Marjorie, we have an award that's named after Marjorie for uh, people who do a lot of volunteer service. But so much of it is for people who have done a lot in the blindness and low vision field and others who have not, who have been very active, whether they're a person or an organization uh, that have de just done a lot in sometimes in the global community as a visually impaired person. And so that's all going to be discussed next week. And, you know, as I say, if you've got a, a story that you remember about I about one, someone, um, I have a great photo somewhere um, that I'm going to find, for instance, of Jim Olson building a, this gigantic dollhouse for his girls. Uh, you know, we just, people just had so much that they not only gave to ACB, but that they gave to their families and their communities. And we'll be talking all about that next week. That's, uh, what's that? That's February 3rd, February 10th. Many of you may have seen on, particularly on the ACB conversation list in the last week or so, quite a discussion that took place that was uh, started by Mark Reichert about the Cagney, uh, I'm saying Cagney, uh, Macy Cogswell Act and all the work that he in particular has put into trying to get that through Congress for the last oh, eight or more years. And it kind of spawned a, a whole conversation on should children with visually impairments automatically be taught Braille? Um, and this, there are varying viewpoints on that. Um, I certainly have mine and they will be you know, I will I will be talking about them. Um, as it turned out, ironically, later in when well, when I was in high school, I did learn Braille. Thought it was a tremendous waste of time and hated it at that time. But purely by coincidence, not by need, um, it's worked out to be one of the smartest moves my mother ever made me take. <laughs> 
And there will be an article about that in, I think, in the summer edition of the Braille Memorandum, which is the newsletter of the Braille Revival League. Um, that's March 10th, and I mean, February 10th. And February 17th, I have been in touch with two gentlemen from Humanware. And that's right about the same time that they are planning to do the launch of the new Victor Stream 3. And we will have them on on the 17th of February to talk all about the new Victor Stream and its features, its price point, its um, availability, when they're going to have, I know they're going to be doing some pre-orders, uh, when all of that will be taking place. So I'm also inviting uh, a lot of the book groups to that call that night. And so I think we'll uh, find a, I think that'll be a, that should be a pretty busy night on the 17th but, of February. I was going to take him away from his wife. That's the last thing I want to do. I mean, if I was to take away his wife from him, that's the last thing. Randy, Randy, I think you need to mute. Oh, I didn't know I wasn't. I'm sorry. No problem. If you could mute, that would be great. Thank you. All right. Those are a few of the things that are coming up. One thing I want to talk about for a minute is two weeks ago, we did a call and I had, if for any of you that missed it, I it's, I'm sure it's podcasted now is um, we did a call on the met on advocacy and the medical field. And I, at the end of it, said that I think that we need to form a committee or some kind of a group to work on the medical, to work on the accessibility of a variety of issues with the medical field, whether it's training in hospitals, doctors, um, your own personal, uh, PCP, <coughs> pers uh, personal care physician, uh, all of that. There's just so many different areas in which there is serious, um, not only accessibility, but just training of people uh, who work in that field to have some idea of what's going, what, what they should be uh, aware of. Um, and, and so I had said, if anyone is interested in working on it, to reach out to me or I will reach out to them. And we have quite a group that have uh, come forward. Uh, we're working on the checklists that on that call that night, I had Paul Edwards and Scott Marshall. And Scott had uh, done a checklist uh, for medical centers and such back at the time when the ADA was new. And he was working, I think it was for the American Foundation for the Blind had gotten a grant from the Department of Justice to do several checklists. And so he found a copy of that and sent it to me. And so we're working from that. And we will probably within the next sometime this month be doing a totally separate call. I may even do it completely separate from visibilities. Uh, not sure what we're going to call it yet. Um so just watch for it, just to talk about 
the medical field because there is just so much. I'm, I'm thinking that what we might do is do a series of calls on different aspects in the medical field. I'll tell you one quick story about it is since that time, I had to go into a different hospital um, that I had not been to before that I for a procedure. And I was there with my low vision and Frank had come with me with his, with his uh, and he's totally blind. And I, I'll tell you, we could not have had a better experience. And I think it's primarily because that group had been trained in the past. And the one thing that was that really stuck out to me was that it wasn't that they knew that it wasn't a situation of, well, we know best. It was very much a situation of, is there anything that we can do that would make it easier for you? Is there anything um, that we should know? That kind of thing. It was the idea that they were so willing to ask questions. And I think that's, I just think that's so important um, because everyone has a different answer. You know, I may not need, need some uh, assistance that someone else might, vice versa. I might need assistance on something that everybody else has figured out or the, the next person that comes who's visually impaired has figured out. Uh, you know, has their own solution to. And so their openness, I just thought was one of the best things. I am been in touch with them, uh, with that hospital to see if we can use them almost as a model uh, because I was just so incredibly impressed. But we also have some other people. I was talking with one woman who's interested in helping us, who's on an accessibility committee in one of the major teaching hospitals. And uh, they're doing a lot for mobility and a lot for people with uh, hearing issues who are deaf or hard of hearing. And But they're not pushing a whole lot of uh, the visually impaired issues. And so that may be a good place to start. I've also reached out to two other organizations of professionals. And I know someone else who's reaching out to some more that I think we've we've got ourselves a really good group to get started with. And hopefully we're all going to be uh, working very, hopefully we're all going to be in a place where we can have even small successes. Small successes be, are something that we all build on. So that's going on as well. And so I want to thank anyone and everyone who did get in touch with me. I know there are a few of you on this call who have been in touch with me about being on, uh, about working on that project. And if anybody else wants to, please don't hesitate to e send me an email at visibilities50, visibilities50 at gmail.com. Um, and, and we'll, uh, and we'll find something for you to do. That's for sure. Because there is a lot that needs to be done in that area. And, um, I'm trying to think of what else. There's a few other things, but I'm noticing right now, um, that Marie has her hand up. Marie, 
if you want to unmute. There you are. Okay, I, I just wanted to say I am very interested in participating in this committee. Um, I won't go into details now, but I've started to do some work um, with uh, Disability Law Center in Massachusetts on this topic. So I would be very interested in uh, getting involved. Thanks, Marie. And that's great because there's at least four of you from in Massachusetts that have been in touch with me about it. I feel like I'm going back to, like I'm going home <laughs> in, in it in some ways. Um, but thank you, Marie. And if anybody else is interested, please don't hesitate to, to, to uh, get in touch with me. Or if you want to say anything tonight, that's what that's fine too. All right, you've listened to enough of me for a while. Um, what did I just do? I lost. There it is. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to ask any of you if you have any. Uh, I know there's a few people from a number of different organizations on this call tonight, and if any of you have any announcements that you'd like to make about anything that's coming up with your affiliate, I'd you're more than welcome to raise your hand and we can um, hear what's going on in other places uh, and with other groups and that. And Deanna, I see your hand raised. If you can unmute. Um, there you are. Mine isn't about an affiliate thing. It's about what I'm doing. Um, start. I started last Wednesday, and it'll be running every Wednesday at um, 10 a.m. on um, ACB Community. So it's 10 o'clock Eastern. Yes, it is um, caring and sharing. It's a group for those who are caregivers, and I think what made me think of saying anything was that one of the issues that visually impaired caregivers run into is they aren't listening to the patient and they don't really want to listen to us as the spokesperson for the care per, the care e because oh but you're blind and we're going yeah so I'm still her daughter, or I'm still her mother, or I'm still her sister, you know, and this is what I, needs to be done, you know. And so it's difficult to keep your head, keep calm and handle that. So that's one of the topics that we'll be um, talking about is how to make that work. And um, other issues of being a caregiver, um, I've sometimes felt as if I was in what's called the sandwich generation when you have elderly parents and adult children both running to you for emotional <laughs> and financial and every other kind of support, you know, and you're in the middle going, um, okay, I'll, I'll do what I can. <laughs> and now that's going to be every Wednesday? Mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful. I saw that on the uh, on Cindy's list. Yes. And it was like, I really want to join that. I can't do it at 10 o'clock in the morning, but I really want to do it. <laughs> well, I was um, looking for a gap in the calendar um, that I wasn't going to be in competition with a bunch of other 
you know, right. appealing things. And so that was the one that that worked best for me because it was after the the uh, ACB presents and it was before the first, you know, social yeah, coffee hour of the day. <laughs> the other time slot was was I think one o'clock. Um, so that would be noon Eastern, and I was going. I'm not sure that that you know people on their lunch breaks are going to want it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you well with it, and. Actually, what I'd really like to do is maybe we'll have to talk. What I'm thinking, maybe like once every month or six weeks or something, you could give us some kind of a synopsis on visibilities because I think there's a, there are a lot of us who are um, in well, that in that situation. Sometimes we're the logical person because, um, in my case, I'm retired. I retired in order to care for my husband, so I'm an ongoing caregiver. And I had just finished coming off the gig of helping my youngest child raise her three kids while being a working mom. So between the two of us, we were able to support her three kids, my husband, and ourselves <laughs> by making a three-generational family. Um, and that's no easy task. No, it isn't. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that... Um, people turn to us because they think we might have the time because we're visually impaired. So what else do you have to do? (laughs) (laughs) Not realizing the complexity of our lives in general without (laughs) additional tasks being um, pushed our way. And yet I think a lot of us enjoy feeling that we're needed. And so it's really hard to say no when one more person turns to you and says, I really need your help. (laughs) That's true. And one of the other things, too, is that I know in my situation, um, I have it uh, mostly in our generation, and we had it, of course, with our parents and that, but they're gone now. But in our generation, especially if you happen to be one of the older members, older members of your sibling group, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the oldest I'm, and so am I <laughs> and so is my husband and it's like do you remember if dad ever had such and so <laughs> yeah you know uh, that kind of thing was there ever, ever do you remember if there was ever a um, someone from the earlier generations that may have had um, a visual impairment or whatever mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. and it's like we're the ones that remember the stuff that the kid that who that the at the time three year olds don't remember. <laughs> well, that's part of it, and part of it is and that I kind said, of- yeah, it, it just um, we're handy. Um, I have a ninety-two year old mother that's in assisted living, and step by step, I was there giving advice and saying, "Okay, I think it's time that you get Meals on Wheels. Mom isn't cooking anymore, and you." have a refrigerator full of half-eaten stuff that's going bad because you don't, you know, pay attention to when you put it in there, you know. So let's rethink this. And, you know, on my visits, my yearly visits, going through the cupboards and getting rid of things with expiration dates that were before the Stone Age, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that kind of stuff and going, hmm, okay, like, um, 
All right. Now mom needs someone coming in a couple of times a week to help her bathe. And um, yes, it's time for an incontinence stuff, even though she doesn't want it. So I said, this is what we do. You take her out. I pack up all the lingerie and put in the, the little depends that look like underpants. And if that's all that's in the drawer, she'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Because you can't be bathing her. You're 87, you know. Yeah, it's a very good point. You know, so I'm the I'm the one that has to be the tough guy. And I have this sweet little voice, so nobody really screams at me. They just sigh and go, all right, because I'm the big sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Does anyone else, but I, I think that's great. And I'm very glad that you're doing that show or that call. And uh, I think it's got tremendous potential because yeah, and so many of us, of us are caregivers in just in so many different ways. Right. Um, you know, even so if it's for a disabled grandchild or, you know, yeah, things that happen. Yeah, a disabled child, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, if you've got but, a disabled adult child. Right. Um, and and how do you plan for when you're not going to be around? Exactly. Exactly. And that's a very, very difficult issue to deal with. It is. Uh, on so, both sides. On, on both sides. Oh, yeah. And not taking away people's dignity any more than you have to. Giving them as much dependence and freedom as they can safely handle. Um, yeah. You know, but... When grandpa was 92 and they reissued his his <laughs> driver's license because his vision was fine and he, you know, he didn't run over anybody while doing his driving test. Although just a couple of weeks before that, he took the door off of his insurance agent's car because they <laughs> opened his car and grandpa was pulling into the spot <laughs> next to him. Um, <laughs> you know, so we're going, um, you know. He's going to town to get a haircut, and he comes back with the same five items for groceries. No, he really shouldn't be driving. So we resorted to taking the distributor cap off his car. <laughs> and then he'd go out, and he'd jump in it, and it wouldn't start. And he'd come storming back in, and Kurt said, okay, I'm on it, Grandpa. I'll I'll call the mechanic, and they'll get somebody out here. Um, you need a haircut? Come on, I'll take you. And... You know, doing that kind of thing that was because he'd forget half an hour later, you know, that he had tried to start the car and it wouldn't run. Well, at least someone else was there because my father-in-law did that. Uh, My my brother's-in-law did that with my father-in-law's car. And he went out and tried to start it and couldn't. So he called AAA and they started it for him twice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got to do what you can do. Um, <laughs> and eventually we did have to move him into an um, an assisted living senior center until they wanted us to move him because he was too irascible and would fight with people in, in the main lounge about the big screen TV. If they didn't want to watch what he wanted to watch, he'd spit at them or stomp on their foot or some other obnoxious behavior. <laughs> <laughs> so you do what you have to do. But you do it as gently as you can. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
But it is. It's a, that's a very difficult topic, and it's it's just because there are so many. Uh, yeah, and that's so why we are, you know, wanting to have this support group so that people can come, ask questions. We can all um, share information that we've learned, um, and if I don't know the answer, I'll go find it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, you know, and I think it's great that you're doing it. I thank you for doing it. And I'm going to try to figure out a way to get on at least once in a while at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday until my until my retirement comes through. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Know the feeling. Um, I wasn't planning to retire, but Curtis could not be left alone in the condition right. he was. And we were in a two-story house and he couldn't even get into the bathroom because the door was too narrow. <laughs> so oh, right. Something had to be done. Yeah. So you take care. You do the same. And thanks for being here tonight. Agnes, I see you've got your hand up. Yes, ma'am. Um, I just wanted to mention that I have a friend and I can ask her about doing this who helped to take care of her mom when her mom had Alzheimer's she and her dad were the only caregivers and she um, was working at the time she's now retired and if either of you would be interested in having me contact her and see if she'd be interested in being a part of either this program or a program or or your show you know Deanna mm -hmm. I'd be happy to do so because I know she learned a lot through the experience and is always pretty open and willing to, you know, share with others. Well, you know, that's part of what it is. We have some people that no longer have that adult, um, you know, parent that, that needs care, but they have information and they're willing to say, um, this is what I did. You know, when somebody has a question or a concern. So, yeah, we we need people that have the experience to share if they're willing. And well, if you absolutely. if you would write ACB community and ask them to send you my email address, then I can have yours if that would be OK. Oh, and, sure. Or you can and, write them and ask. Somebody <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I, why don't you just if. Right now, it would be good if you just went ahead and asked, you know, just wrote them. And then if you send it to me, I can, you know, I can check with her and see what her thinking is. Sure. Thanks, Agnes. That's, mm -hmm. that's uh, it's great to see other people, you know, when, when people want to, are willing to um, work together on something. And that's exactly what we all need to do. Uh, Ray Campbell. Hey, hello, Terry. Hey there. How hey, are you? Hey, I am doing. I am doing good. Um, I haven't had a chance to email you yet, but I, you know, too would like to contribute where I can uh, with the uh, group. But it's interesting you're putting the group together because we had a health issues. ACB has had a health issues task force in the past, and I'm not sure I know. whatever happened to that. I know it kind of became part of this health and wellness. I think. Yeah, I think that's that what kind happened. of turned into get up and get going and the mental health. Yeah, and, and this but part I, but, but, seems to 
have kind of faded away. And I think it, it's time for that. We've brought it back. I, I agree with you. I think that uh, so I'm glad to see that you're kind of taking the bull by the horns with that and stuff. Um, as long as I'm here, I wanted to mention um, that the um, Illinois Council of the Blind is president of that organization that I am wanted to mention. We are having our state convention coming up in uh, April at the end of April. It's going to be the 28th through the 30th at a, the holiday at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Glen Ellen, Illinois. And um, we had you're going had, home, are you? Yeah, going back, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we're going back up north. So, um, I only I wanted it was in, one of the things that was interesting this year is that um, we had quite a discussion about should we have a state convention because the national convention is coming into Illinois, of course, and we hope many of you will come to Schaumburg. Um, but um, we are having it, and um, I think, you know, we've got a really uh, exciting program planned. We've got everything. Of course, we'll have our usual, our library, port of our library, and our Bureau of Blind Services, but uh, we've got some other uh, programs, that, and we're actually uh, using utilizing some folks from the community for some things. We've got uh, a, a person who che teaches jazz piano virtually to people who are blind and um, all of that, and... Um, so uh, it's going to be a, a, a exciting program. If you want to find out more information, uh, you can go to uh, our website, uh, www.icbonline.org, and uh, you know find out all about the uh, convention and um, you know that way uh, and, and and that sort of thing. So I just wanted to mention that our convention's coming up. I know you had wanted to do some stuff as far as state affiliates, so. Um, yes. Come come join us in Glen Ellen at the end of April, folks. <laughs> that's and great. Yeah, that's all I, I got. <laughs> that's great because I know in this in the fall I did the conventions through the end of the year, and you're right, I haven't done the ones coming up in the spring. Maybe that's going to get tucked in here someplace in the next within the next month or so. We'll have to do the conventions and the spring conventions. That are coming well, I'll, be up. I'll be glad to come but, back. If, uh, if, 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 if somehow I that. thought maybe you would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are there any? Is anybody else? While we're on the subject, um, actually, Meryl has her hand up, and I so I don't think I need to ask the question. Meryl, go right ahead. <laughs> Hi, Terry. Uh, yes, we are having our American Council of the Blind of Maryland State Convention. It's going to be virtual uh, for the third year in a row. Um, it's going to start fr Friday, February 24th from 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern with exhibits. And then Saturday, we are going to have a jam-packed full of speakers and panels with no breaks. <laughs> and uh, we are going to have, um, you know, a banquet speaker, um, Gabriel Lopez Cafati, actually, I got him to speak. Um, he is going to uh, speak, um, you know, about a lot of different things that I kind of gave him ideas about. Um, and uh, we're going to have our great 
auction, which is our biggest uh, money making. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, as you know, Terry, uh, for the state, <laughs> for the state um, in the evening after the banquet. So um, it's going to be. We already found out when we had our convention committee uh, planning meeting that it's going to be on ACB Media Eight, and I coordinated that, you know, with Cecily and everything. So um, we're excited about it, and we're going to have elections. Well, everything the Sunday will not be streamed, but we're going to have elections and and the business meeting on Sunday. And remind us again of the dates. I know it's oh, the February last weekend. February 24th, which is a Friday. Right. Uh, the 25th, um, which is a Saturday. And then our, our portion on Sunday will not be, um, you know, streamed or uh, on the ACB Zoom, but it will be on our state Zoom account. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. That mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I forgot to mention, Terry, ours is hybrid. So isn't uh, I was, uh, you know, I was I was going to ask you that question. Yep, we are uh, hybrid, so great. don't feel like you have to come to Illinois to join us. Uh, <laughs> we'll be on Zoom too. Yeah, th thanks for it, yeah, too. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks, thanks Meryl. Thanks, Terry. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. And uh, do we have any? Does anybody else know of any conventions that are coming up? If you do, please raise your hand, and we'll uh, acknowledge those as well. I will also try to remember to put them on. If anybody does have one coming up, um, if you'd like, email me again at visibilities50 at gmail.com or give me a call if you have my number. Um, and I will put it on. I'm doing some major updating uh, of the Visibilities website, and I can always list them on there for you as well. So, uh you know whether you're a whether whether it's a, a state affiliate or even a special interest affiliate that's doing you know the special interest affiliates are, are doing um, a lot of things how do I put this um, at other times during the year now and so if you've got something major coming up never hesitate to let me know and we'll get the information out as best we can. And do we have any other conventions coming up? I know there's, I don't know when the Bay State one is. It's usually the last weekend in March because it's usually right around my birthday. Um, I just wasn't sure. We have so many Massachusetts people on this week, uh, tonight rather. We have Dang. one coming up at the end of March, March 31, April's 1st and 2nd in California. It's actually uh, I think it's, hybrid. I think it's going to be in May. May. Not too sure. We'll find out. There's a board meeting, but I thought there was something in the um, bay lines about when it might be coming up. But um, oh, okay, it could it well could, be late this year. Much I know it's going to be a little year. bit later than it usually is. Oh, okay. All right, well, that's good to know. Thanks. And Gar uh, Larry, you were saying the California one. It's is. yeah. It's March 31st, which is a Thursday. Actually, it's Friday, March uh, April 1st and April 2nd. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's a hybrid. It's in Sacramento. And it's, uh, uh, most of it is going to be streamed. There's a couple of things that, that won't be, but the bulk of it will be. And we've got things happening both in Zoom and and hybrid as well. So we're working through that now. Should be fun. It sounds like it. 
I, I'll tell you, I've been to the California convention. It was many years ago. Um, well, I can tell you how many years ago it was. Catherine Skyvers was president at the time. Wow. Uh, wow, long time ago. Yeah, it was. It was. It was probably back, I don't know, in 03, 04, or something in that area. And I had one heck of a time at that convention. Ran into more people that I had known, even whether it was through the old ACBL or... Um, <clears throat> had come to Massachusetts to uh, when they were in school and, and, you know, back in those days or back in the early days, if you, whatever school you could get into the state of Massachusetts paid your tuition, you know? So that's why we, I think that's why we now have so many blind lawyers who went to Harvard law, (laughs) because if you got in, you got paid. If you were a resident of Massachusetts and, uh, I ran into more people I knew out there. It, it was just, I just had such a great time at, the, at their convention. The one I went to that year was in LA. But, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, okay. It was uh, probably at the airport Marriott. That's always my, my, my funny Catherine Skyver's story was <laughs> I was a total nervous wreck going to the, going to the, I'm like, Catherine Skyver's, oh my God. I don't like speaking in public. I'm I'm the one that wants to make sure that the microphone is there for you to talk. <laughs> and she invited me to her suite for lunch. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to be on my best behavior and pretend that I know a lot more than I probably do. And I got up to her room for lunch. And what it was was anybody that didn't want to spend the money to go to the dining room for lunch was invited up to Catherine's suite. And she had, oh, the guy that worked for California Council at that time, I can't remember his name. Um, Him, uh, Richard Rueda, and I, we were the the kitchen staff. (laughs) (laughs) I must have had, I was doing like, making like 10 sandwiches at a time. And, um... On the, I just had this board that I was laying out bread and making sandwiches as fast as I would make them. Um, and that guy whose name is totally gone from me was wrapping them uh, and passing them out. And Richard Rueda was uh, pouring bottles of soda. It was like the three of us worked our tails off at that lunch. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess that wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be, but. I was much more comfortable making sandwiches than I would have been making conversation. So <laughs> that was Catherine. She put everyone to work at some point or another. Oh, you you goodness. have a problem making conversation. I have a hard time believing that. <laughs> I've changed a lot in those since those days. I have to admit. But what's really scary, Ray, as and Penny can attest to this. I'm the quiet one in my family. That's for sure. That it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I have two sisters and a brother, and believe me, um, I don't talk anywhere near as much as they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Do we have any other conventions or meetings or webinars or um, weekly calls or? 
Anything like that that anyone else would like to have an announcement, make an announcement of? I see one more, and that's, oh, no, that's Ray. You got your hand up again, Ray. I do. <laughs> I do. As long as you're going to give me the opportunity, I'm going to take it. Um, <laughs> I just want to mention that uh, coming up this Thursday, it'll be on the community list. This Thursday, February 2nd, is the monthly ACB Lions call. Um, uh, we're come roar with ACB Lions. So if you're interested in lionism or if you are a lion um, in the Lions Club out there, uh, feel free to come join us. And um, we uh, have, it's at 8.30 uh, Eastern time. And uh, we have, uh, we do a little bit of ACB Lions business. We'll be talking about, learn to talk about our convention program and that kind of stuff. But we offer a lot of time for club sharing and, and different uh, things. And really the mission of ACB Lions is to really encourage blind and visually impaired lions to get involved in their clubs uh, and, and, and be involved in service projects and fundraisers. And one of the things that we do a lot of is we, we talk to people about, you know, how they can get involved in ways that they might be able to, 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 to be involved. Cause sometimes, you know, lions are wonderful people, but they don't always realize that, yeah, there's a lot of things we can do. So, um, uh, that's coming up on Thursday evening at 8.30 Eastern and uh, watch the community list for all the Zoom information that you need and uh, come roar with ACB Lions. Very cool. And while we're on calls, while I'm thinking of it, um, the 21st, the third Tuesday of the month at 8.30, watch for Let's Talk Low Vision because we will be having Janine Stanley on all about what's going on with Ira and the Ira desktop feature and everything else that's happening with Ira these days. Um, and that should prove to be a pretty active call with all that's been going on with them this, in the last couple of weeks. And uh, there was something else that Ray reminded me of that has just gone right out of my head, and it's, of course, not on my list. Um, but there was... So was <coughs> Somebody's having fun with a horn. Yeah. I, I Somebody has... What is that? How do you mute if you're on the phone? I think it might be you, Penny. Is it, I, I, I think that it's... I think that that sounds like Yara's favorite toy. Telephone <laughs> <laughs> at star six. Okay. Am I muted now? Nope. nope. That's. I am you... or I'm not? No. no, you are not muted. Okay, let me try again. I'm sorry. It's Yara. <laughs> Yara is. Now I Penny. think. Now I think. She's, now I think she's muted. Yeah. Yara is Penny's absolutely adorable, relatively new dog. <laughs> they can who, has, who has this one toy that she absolutely adores, and it's, of course, it's a it's chicken some, that makes noises. Yes, it <laughs> sounds like a uh, like a horn. Like um, I was thinking, like a of a wedding party. You know, when they go down the street honking their horns. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, 
but dog noises are, are never a problem. Um, since Penny's muted, I'll go ahead and give um, tomorrow is the GDY board meeting. And on February 11th, there is going to be a membership meeting. So um, those are two things that, that people need to know about um, because. Yes, when, I saw Sarah put something out today with the agenda and something else attached to it. And I can't remember what the other thing was. I think it was, was and, and tomorrow, different reports. Also, yeah. Yes, that's um, really important. You're at lost your choice for a second. Um, <laughs> tomorrow is also the BOP, the Board of Publications Town Hall meeting. Mm -hmm. So if you want to learn about what the Board of Publications does, or even better, if you have any suggestions to make our publications better, or you want us to do something we're not already doing, or you want to know how to post to the blog, come to that meeting. It starts at 3. And uh, I'm going to mute again because here you are again with the, the very squeaky chicken. Uh. <laughs> Kenya. Kenya. She is, she is awfully cute. She's a little collie and she just is so, she's a lot of fun. Pam Coffee, good evening. Good to have you with us. Good evening. It's been a while since I've been able to be with you and I'm, it's intermittent because sometimes I'm, I have a rehearsal to go to on Friday nights. Um, but um, speaking of phones and technology, um, I'd like to put in a shameless plug for the basic iPhone class, which is every other Saturday. It won't be tomorrow. It will be next Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And if you're new to an iPhone, you're thinking about getting an iPhone, or if you've been on an iPhone for years and just still feel like you haven't gotten the hang of it, or you can't remember how to do something that you used to know how to do, um, come in on the basic iPhone class and, well, we will try to answer your question. Well, I'm going to send you the student of the year. You could take the whole what? thing. Frank, I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> because he, he, uh, he just upgraded from, an, uh, what was it? It was a 6 plus to an SE. And oh, mm -hmm. he's still cursing and cussing, but he doesn't use it. He, he uses doesn't use it very much, and he's still yeah. having trouble with his two finger double magic touch, magic tap, magic tap. Yes, yes. got it. And uh, well, have him have him call in. Yeah, he he was him. calling in for a while on them, and then he kind of drifted away. And I, but he was oh. just saying the other day, he says, do they still do those calls? So, yes, they do, and it's next yes, Saturday, Frank. <laughs> yes, they do. Yep. Oh, very good. Well, thank you, Pam and thank Agnes. Um, Agnes. I'd like to mention a call th that takes place on Saturday at 6 Eastern time, and it's the Braille Together call, and on that call... <laughs> Different topics about Braille are discussed. Sometimes games are played. Uh, Dorlin 
does a very good job with this call. And I've been impressed with how she always has it nicely together. And you can see she puts in a lot of uh, preparation for these calls due to some scheduling things once in a while I run into conflicts. So, you know, I haven't always attended as many braille together calls as I might like to, but um, I would encourage everybody to give it a try. It's a very uh, welcoming <coughs> group and we, you have people on the call that are at different braille levels and I also know that she is the facilitator for the braille room that takes place on Sundays and I believe it's Tuesdays where people can get additional help with their braille and I'm not real sure how they do all of that because I've never you know attended uh, one of those calls but when I have been on the braille together calls uh, people have mentioned being at the Braille room, and I understand that a lot of good things, you know, happen there. So you might want to check it out sometime. Okay. Um, thanks. I noticed on this week's, on the sneak preview for tomorrow, and I was trying to figure out what is, how do you quite do, tomorrow night's call says it's uh, the Braille Bowl. Um, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, so are we going to have people, all I could think of was like the, uh, the Rose Bowl and the Orange Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, and we're going to have people running around throwing Braille riders in the air, <laughs> trying, to, trying to make goals, um, what? or something Excuse that it was me. a football thing. I have no idea what the, what it's, what it's going to be, but it certainly sounded like it might be something fascinating. I didn't. I was never certain whether that was tied to the one that does it on Tuesday or not. Yes. But apparently, it is. What she does is, um, she'll take the game and and design it uh, to make it applicable to Braille. Like uh, during baseball season or near the end, she had a baseball game, and you know, you you had to um, do whatever it was she you know she had us do with her and and it did involve uh spelling stuff out in in braille um in uncontracted and uh contracted braille and she had a way of keeping score and i think we had teams and you know it 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 she called it base braille and it was an interesting way to to do braille and it just amazes me how she comes up with uh all of these different games yeah and what's her name again oh it's dorlin dorlin is dorlin is the one that runs the group oh um, okay because it used to be liz and dorlin used to do it liz and, liz was yeah liz was started it and then dorlin was helping her but now Dorlin is the main facilitator. Oh, that's good. That's very nice. That's good. Um, all right. Well, I want to thank all of you for your announcements. Again, if you have any announcements that you'd like to get out, um, let us know. Uh, let me drop them a line. Just drop a line to me, and we'll be sure to include them on visibilities. And we'll put. And we'll, as I say, I'm going to be doing some updating of the 
website so we can put them on there as well. Um, I want to, again, I want to thank you all for everything and all of your encouragement over the last couple of months. And we're back and I am so happy to be back with all of you and having all of you here with us tonight. And I want to thank Larry Gassman because he not only now has to go back and fix and and fix the recording for the replay, but he also does a podcast for us. And so I do want to thank him for that and thank all of you who have contributed tonight and all of you who have listened in tonight. It's This has just been a very, very nice night. And remind you that next Friday, we will have the awards committee on the 10th. We'll have Mark Reichert on. And if you think Ray Campbell and I can talk a lot, wait till you hear Mark. <laughs> when I talked to Mark about this, he said, you know, Terry, that I, that I can't say no to a microphone. Um, <laughs> that's Mark. Um, but Mark is probably one of the most um, advocate, one of the strongest advocates ACB has ever had. And, you know, we were talking about back when they held all the demonstrations for the uh, Metro for getting the um, tech warning strips and such on the Metro here in DC and how much they managed the people, the members in this area managed to put together to create an incredibly, incredibly successful demonstrations at the time. Uh, so he will be on on the 10th and then on the 17th, we will have Humanware and the new Victor Stream 3. And again, I want to thank you all. Wish you all a wonderful week ahead. Have a great week and good night.